1: John Leonetti in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you for joining me today, friends. We've got a great show in store for you here on this Thursday, June 18th. Uh, Coming up, Deacon Randy Keel is going to be on to talk about the first and or second reading this morning, Uh, excuse me, for Sunday morning. At uh, 715, Brother Francois Fontenelle, Fontanini, uh, not not to be confused with Fontanini, but A uh, is going to be on. He's a uh, Franciscan friar of the Renewal living in Bradford, England, and uh, he's living right now at the St. Pio's Friary. He's uh, the author of a new children's book called He Is Always With Us on the Eucharist. So we're going to talk to uh, Brother Francois coming up about 7.15 today. Julie Nelson, co-host of Catholic Women Now, going to preview their show. And at 7.45 today, Dr. Jim Blessman is going to be on, president and founder of Blessman International. Also, uh, Dr. Jim is an underwriter for this show, as many of you know, so we're going to get an update on the work, the life-saving work that they've uh, been doing in Limpopo South Africa and how things have kind of changed and what's getting back, at least to some semblance of normalcy uh, for them, so we'll have Doctor Jim on about seven forty-five today. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel Thirteen meteorologist Megan Selwa and your saint of the day that will round out this Thursday live inside the Mercy One Studio. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God.
2: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church,
1: pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your News and Sports.
3: News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Thursday to you. How are you doing on this uh, beautiful day? It looks like it's going to turn out Doing fine. It does look like it's going to be a nice one. Yeah, been out on that bike, uh, getting the miles racked up, uh, getting the tires broken in, all that good stuff. Uh, a couple times, yeah. Haven't been out there as much as I
1: want, but uh, we'll see what I can what I can muster up over the next few days.
3: I did notice a lot of cars honking in our uh, Urbandale <laughs> area, and I don't know if that's the times you're out uh, doing your little trolling around on the bike or not, but uh, that's just, just
1: an observation. I am not advanced enough to ride in the street, so I stick to the bike paths. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, don't forget. There's also uh, wa- uh, joggers out there in those bike paths oh, yeah. too. So uh, be mindful of that. I've got so, my lines well, that's down. Good. On your left. Very good. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good man. Good there man. You go. You're learning. I'm You're learning. You're a quick study. Very quick study. Nothing YouTube can't help with today. <laughs> that's pretty... <laughs> including training. Right. Bike training. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, we'll have a good day today, and then tonight the rain moves in, and we've got a chance of rain all the way through. It uh, looks like uh, Father's Day on Sunday will be pretty good, but uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, chance of rain both days. So get out yeah, today if you're going to go.
1: That's what I saw. No, no doubt. We, uh, we're we going to have uh, Gianna's fifth birthday party this weekend, so I think uh, with just a few family members. So I'm i hoping we were able to get outside, but I don't know.
3: Oh, well, you do it today, you'll be just fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> after that it's it's 50 50 so that's right all right my friend well let's get right to it we got a, a lot to go to uh, today, I know, uh, from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in Des Moines, we have uh, mostly clear. There's some high clouds out there this morning, 68 degrees, very warm out there. South-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. The humidity spiking up there to 70% as you wake up on this Thursday, June 18th. And today we will see partly sunny skies throughout the day. Uh, be our warmest day of the week, a high of 88 degrees. South winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour, but that feels like temperature will be in the low 90s. Uh, today. And then tonight, that's when we start the scattered showers and thunderstorms moving in in the central Iowa area uh, sometime after 9, 10 o'clock. Overnight low of 68 degrees. The winds will shift from the south to the north at 10 to 20 miles per hour overnight. And then tomorrow scattered showers, thunderstorms, uh, chances all day on your Friday a high of 80 degrees. And on Saturday the first day of summer, scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon a high of 78 degrees. And on Father's Day on Sunday, partly cloudy, dry, high of 81 degrees degrees. Well, in the news, on this Thursday morning, the planting is done, and now the growing is well underway in fields across the state of Iowa. The latest Iowa crop report from the USDA says nearly all of the corn has emerged here in the state of Iowa, and 83% of it is rated as good to excellent. The report says there are some acres of beans remaining to be planted in southwest Iowa, but planting is completed in the rest of the state. Now, 93% of the bean crop in Iowa has already emerged, which is almost three weeks ahead of of last year and nine days ahead of average the soybean rating shows 82 percent are in good to excellent condition well today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q quick print last night high school baseball and softball uh, Dowling Catholic having their home openers in both in high school softball last night Lincoln and Dowling split a doubleheader at the Dowling softball field in game one Lincoln defeated Dowling 12 to 5 handing the Maroons their first loss of the year in game two Dowling uh, defeated Lincoln four to one. So Dowling softball team now three and one on the season. And over at Principal Park, the Dowling uh, baseball team had their home opener, and the Maroons sweeping a doubleheader from Des Moines Lincoln. As seventh ranked Dowling took game one by the score of twelve to two, and uh, took game two by the score of nine to one. Dowling baseball team now four and zero in a game that you heard right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Up next for the Dowling baseball and softball teams tomorrow, they travel to Mason City for doubleheaders beginning at five o'clock in Mason City. Once again. Again, from the Mercy One studios in Des Moines. Currently, we have uh, partly cloudy skies and 68 degrees A south-southwest or southeast winds, rather, at 7 miles per hour. And today, we'll see partly sunny skies with a high of 88 degrees, south winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio, news, weather, and sports on your Thursday morning. John Leonetti show coming up. Jimmy Olsen, he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Imadeo.
0: traffic on iowa catholic radio
4: we are accident free as we start off that commute this morning not a bad drive at all as we get things underway thanks to builder Ken construction for their support of iowa catholic radio builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com that's traffic on iowa catholic radio
1: thank you jimmy let's go to deacon randy keel right now good morning, Deacon. Good morning, John. All right. Happy Thursday to you. We're going to talk about the first and or second reading for this Sunday, either Jeremiah or Romans.
5: Mostly Jeremiah. Okay. I I stumbled a little bit to Romans and thought, oh man, these tie together so well, but I'm mostly going to stay with Jeremiah. Primarily... Because, you know, those prophecies of the coming of the Lord, such as Jeremiah, such a young man, he thought that his words, he was too young to speak, and the Lord kept that straight, said, listen, I'm in control of your voice. Mm -hmm. And here in chapter 20, he's bringing out some of his, some of the terror that he sees all around him. And I thought it was sort of pertinent in today's climate that that we take a look at the security of who we are as Christians, but the security that the Lord gives us. He says to us in one verse, But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors, they will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they'll be put to shame. O Lord of hosts, you who test the just, then down later, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor and from the power of the wicked. We think of difficulties in life, and you know we put ourselves so detached sometimes from the adversities and difficulties in life. But rest assured, most likely, in every generation, we face great difficulties and great trouble of what comes later from the Book of Romans, talking about the power and the curses of sin. And it's a great time for us to make sure that we give ourselves a prayer of to the Lord in praise for who He is, in security and the protection of what He gives to us in the presence of the Holy Spirit, as well as the offering of ourselves, Lord, see see what's inside of me. See if there be any wicked way inside of me also. Search me, O oh God, and cleanse me inside through and through also. That's kind of why I wanted to attach the two of them together for this Sunday.
1: That's a big question uh, that you, you asked right at the beginning of this, and that is, where do you find your security? And I think yes. that's a question all of us have to ask ourselves. Where do we find our security and uh you know is it from the world is it from status is it from money you know for for some people uh status and money aren't something that they you know flaunt around and they don't um uh you know buy all these fancy things but they can find their security in it i was talking to a friend the other day that said that he was struggling with that i mean this is something that i think all of us can struggle with in the world where do we find our security is it god or is it the things of the world Look at those those
5: those dreaded P words: the power, prominence, and prestige, mm. and prominence. We we can so easily fall into the ailment of humanity to be seduced into look at earthly treasures, right? Through power, prominence, prestige, and prominence. Who am I? That's in Christ. What is my security? That is the Father. Mm. Jesus showed us that. He said, "Follow me, because I follow the Father." People were secure to follow Jesus. They didn't know he was the Savior yet. They were learning that. But they knew he was secure in the Father, in the face of the Father, through Jesus we are saved.
1: And it's not to say, certainly, that you know things of the world are bad or anything like that. Of course, we need things, and we need to be responsible uh, with the treasures that we do have here in the world. But again, I, this is a spiritual, this is a heart matter. Uh, that, again, we can all ask ourselves, um, and that is, who do we rely on? Who do we trust? And it it all boils back down to faith. It all boils back down to trust for me, right? I mean, I don't know about you, Deacon, but it it just comes to, uh, you know, uh, am I going to give my life? Am I going to give my day? Maybe life is a little bit much for most of us, but am I going to give my day today to the Lord? Am I going to lean on Him? Am I going to try to think of Him uh, and flood my mind and heart with the things of, of Him rather than the things of this world? That's our prayer. That is our prayer. That is our prayer today, uh, and will be for this Sunday. Jeremiah, do a careful reading over the first uh, reading, and the second reading, and the Gospel Friend, the Responsorial Psalm as well. Beautiful prayer there, Lord, in your great love, answer me, so that you can be a little bit better prepared. As a deacon, you're used to doing that, uh, Deacon Randy, but uh, I I think this would serve us all well.
5: It it serves us all well. It's I, mean, I look back to years ago, and I thank God for the gift of his calling in my life and the calling on everybody's life. He calls us to be students of our faith, and that isn't a passive living. Mm-hmm. That's a proactive living. That's assertive on ourselves. And so it comes down to our choices to pursue our Savior for the sake of our salvation and for the sake of the work that he has here on this earth, therefore the eternal kingdom.
1: Are we a year in yet dear your diaconate? We are over. Over a year?
6: Yeah, we are over a year. We are a year and a half in. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> One, point, I am 1.5. That's crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday, man. Deacon Randy Keel, would you give us your blessing this Thursday morning?
5: Absolutely. And I pray for the security of the Holy Spirit to be directing our minds and our hearts unto our security with the Father and our salvation in Jesus' In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy
1: Spirit, amen. Amen, Deacon Randy Keel. Talk to you soon, Deacon. Thank you, John. All right. Uh, Coming up, friends, I'm going to talk to a Franciscan friar of the renewal. Just happens to be in England right now. Brother Francois Fontanier is going to be on, and uh, he wrote a children's book on the Eucharist. He is always with us. So we'll have that for you coming up right after this. John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's June 18th. Thanks to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Residential re-roofs, 30 plus years now. A man who knows that above business is faith. A man committed to running his business with Christian values. Yes, even during these times, 963-4494, when frustration, difficulty for people out there working, he just goes straight ahead and leads his work to the Lord. He's told me that numerous times. Residential re-roofs, 963-4494. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and the Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Caldwellparish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal. Place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to blessmaninternational.org and click Sponsor a Child.
2: Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at CindySchulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance.
8: The American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property has launched a Rosary Crusade to restore America to order. The Rosary Crusade travels with statues of Our Lady of Fatima throughout the country with plans to hold a Rosary rally in Iowa and other states throughout the summer, asking her Immaculate Heart to triumph in America and asking her to cover the country with her blessings. Learn more about the Rosary caravans at tfp.org and search for the Rosary Campaign to Restore America.
1: Thanks for joining me, June 18th. Going to have uh, Dr. Jim Blessman on in the second half hour today, just get an update on the ministry that's going on there. They're an underwriter of the show, uh, but the most important thing they're doing, of course, by far, is over there in Limpopo, South Africa, helping so many of the children and families there. Uh, so we're going to have an update. Things obviously had to change during these last few months, but uh, we'll see what they're doing, how they've adapted, and getting back to their life-saving work. So make sure to stick around for that one. Uh, let's go to our next guest of the day. He is a Franciscan friar of the Renewal living in Bradford, England at St. Pio's Friary. wrote a children's book. He is with us always. Brother Francois Fontanier joins me. Hello, brother. Hello. How are you, John? I'm doing just fine. You had to get that. You had to move to England to get far away from Father Angelus. Is that right?
9: That's exactly right. That's the main reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's a dear friend of mine. We were in seminary together, and uh, oh, okay. of course, whenever I go out to New Jersey, I uh, get together with him there in the Bronx. It's just a lot of fun. But um, I, uh, how did you get out to England?
9: Well, I was assigned there, so I am French, as you can hear. Yeah. And so I joined the community uh, in New York in 2015, and after four years of formation, they sent me uh, back uh, to Europe, in England, for
1: at least two years, so... I'm. Yeah, you know, I love conversion stories, I love vocation stories, so I'm not going to let you off the mm-hmm. hook here. I want to hear yours. Um, when did you first realize you were called to uh, be, be a Franciscan?
9: Well, you know, uh, a vocation, it's really something which is planted from day one. So, uh, you know, uh, growing up, I had an aunt who was a missionary of charity, And so I could felt already that I was attracted by her lifestyle. Um, But um, after my studies, I studied to be a civil engineer. Uh, I was sure of only one thing. It was that I didn't want to become an engineer. Mm. So during Christmas vigil mass, I asked God what to do with my life. And curiously, I heard something very clear what I heard was Franciscan in the Bronx. So, you know, my parents had a book about this community in the Bronx um, written in French, so I read it when I got home. And then I said, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't do that. So wow. I just carried on with my life. And it took me five years to to realize that It was really God speaking to me and showing me my vocation. And one of the main things which happened to me is a friendship that I uh, developed with a Mexican man who is, you know, a suffering soul, you know, who was homeless for a good while and struggling with different things. And really, I uh, encountered Christ through this poor man, so... That's really when I understood my vocation of compassion as a franciscan of of the renewal, so you're uh, you're sitting there a in, bit more of the story
1: you're sitting there in Christmas mass and you ask the Lord just point blank what you want what he wants you to do with yes, your life, and you exactly. hear that inner
9: voice, yeah, something inside, you know, very clear and which was not from me it's it's difficult to explain, sure. Because I never had this, this idea before. It's incredible. Um,
1: and who was this yeah, man you were taking yeah. care of, this poor man?
9: So he's a Mexican man uh, living uh, with the missionaries of charity I see. sisters I see. Uh, in Tijuana, Mexico. So I met him through my aunt, who is an MC sister.
1: So five years go yeah. by, you, you read the book, of course, and then you realize this this was really it. This was the Lord speaking to you. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Yeah. So you Because know, it's one thing to discern Francis- uh, to be a Franciscan, but then maybe uh, uh, are you discerning the priesthood in that, or the order discerning that for you, or is just just a brother?
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good question. Yeah, um, you know, when I joined, uh, f- so five years ago, I had no desire whatsoever to become a priest, but I never really asked myself the question, to be honest. But, you know, after a few years um, during Mass, I received a calling to priesthood. So, um, you know, um, something similar to what happened during uh, the Christmas Vigil Mass. So God willing... um, I hope to join the seminary um, sooner or later, probably after my final vows, uh, which will be in one year
1: beautiful i um last time i was this last year when I went to see uh, father angelus uh, i i was just i 'm always floored by the work that they continue to do there um, and the people that they they are helping I mean we walk down the street, and you know father he he is just you know, he's like a magnet, but he knew everyone's name, the poor, those that were living on the streets, going up to them and just kneeling with them for a second, saying a prayer, I am waving at the firefighters as they drive by. I mean, it was just incredible to be able to see. And that's what you guys do. I've noticed that that's not just him. That's every community of yours. You're just with the people on the streets. You're with the people in the, in the soup kitchens or the, the coffee shops that you put on. What is it that your work concentrates on there in England?
9: Well, we we have a soup kitchen, um, uh, and so we work with the poor quite a lot. Uh, Thank God, during the lockdown, we were able to continue. and, And so, you know, it's very rough here, a lot of drugs, a lot of prostitution. And we try to do our best to bring them love and to tell them that they are important and to remind them of their value. And, you know, it's, it's really small things. It's nothing extraordinary, but, um, you know, the kingdom, of, the kingdom of God is made of small things, you know, a sandwich, a hug, a smile, a kind of word. Um, so hmm. it's very life-giving. I really love it, and I would not go back to engineering uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. What, uh, what
1: have you learned from the uh. poor?
9: Well, I think I learned to to love myself uh, and to love my own poverty, you know, um, because pretty quickly you realize that you are not very different from these poor men, you know. And we all have our darknesses, our difficulties, and we can become ashamed. But with the poor, uh, this... Uh, Poverty of ours becomes a strength because it's exactly what we share with the poor, and it becomes a place where we meet Jesus through the poor and in the poor. I don't know if it's clear.
1: Incredible. Uh, You wrote a children's book, Father, and I I want to certainly get to it here. Uh, And the children's book is called, let's see here, I just lost it. Go ahead, say what it is.
9: Uh, Yeah, he is with us
1: always. Yes, he is with us always. And um, you you wrote this for children specifically.
9: Yes, so, you know, it's about the Eucharist. And so I have a little niece. Uh, I I am her godfather. And, you know, growing up, uh, I didn't have a very strong uh, devotion to the Eucharist. But when I became a friar, uh, I started to attend uh, daily adoration. And so I discovered uh, more and more uh, this really wonderful mystery of Jesus and the Eucharist. And so I wanted to share with her, uh, you know, the treasure of uh, the Blessed Sacrament. And, uh, you know, little by little, I ended up uh, publishing it uh, uh, with our Sunday visitor.
1: Um. You, you, you mentioned here, because you know, life is a friar, you're with the poor, but you know Mother Teresa made this very clear. She wasn't able to do any of the work that she was able to do if it wasn't for that time of prayer in the morning that she had, and many hours uh, specifically. This is something that's really at the heart of the, the Franciscan Friars, the renewal as well. You're, you're certainly out there with the poor, but you have mm-hmm. that time of adoration, of Holy Mass, of the hours of prayer constantly, and that is your lifeblood.
9: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So really our main ministry is not working with the poor or evangelization. It's prayer, right? And it's, uh, you know, our relationship with the Lord. So we pray tot- uh, in total four hours each day, uh, and we have so daily adoration. We have another hour of uh, silent prayer in the morning, mass, and the liturgy of the hours. And, yeah. I think, you know, uh, when the community started, I think uh, Mother Teresa said to our founder, Father Benedict that we should have uh, daily adoration and Father Benedict said, oh, I don't know if if it's going to work for us. We are busy. And Mother Teresa said something like, you know, if you don't do it, you are going to fail. And so Father Benedict wisely followed her counsel and so, thank God we have this blessed time each day uh, in the afternoon with Jesus in the Eucharist.
1: What should our prayers be? What What should a, day, a holy hour be like in, in, with Jesus in the Eucharist?
9: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, I think it's different for everybody, really, because it's a matter of relationship with the Lord, and so we are all different, and so, uh, you know, our relationship will look different. But uh, to me, what is important really Uh, is uh, listening, right?
10: Uh, I I
9: do believe that in the silence of one's heart, God speaks, right? It's what happened to me uh, during this Christmas Vigil Mass, right? And so, you know, you try to... I I try to stay silent to stop my imagination. Um, Sometimes I read a passage of scripture, um, you know, the word it's, it's a living thing God speaks through that God is in that um, so it's
1: a beautiful thing, uh, brother and, and, uh, you, yeah. and you said you are now on your way to becoming a priest you're starting seminary, is it next year? Uh,
9: so I mean, you know, it, it's a dialogue with my <laughs> with my superiors sure. so maybe they will ask me to wait or I don't know yet, but I hope that I would go to seminary Um, you know at some point and hopefully uh, next uh, in one or two years i don't know sure sure well we'll pray for you you. pray for me (laughs) Uh, we will do that and you pray for us here at iowa
1: catholic radio and all of our listeners if you would uh father francois or brother francois (laughs) sorry about that getting ahead of myself hey i'll tell you what father sounds good too uh, Brother Francois, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. You get the book at friends at Sophia dot com, uh, or excuse me, uh, OSV Catholic Bookstore dot com. You get the book at OSV Catholic Bookstore dot com. The book is titled He is with Us Always. It's a children's book on the Eucharist. If they don't have it uh, there at, on Amazon or anywhere else you try to find it, you can go to Divine Treasures. They will order it for you if it's not there. Uh, Brother, thank you for coming on. God bless you.
9: Thank you, thank you, God bless you all.
1: All right, that's Brother Bye-bye. Francois, everyone. Good stuff from him this morning. Just love that vocation story. Let's go to uh, Julie Nelson, host of Catholic Women now. <laughs> Hi, Julie.
10: Good morning,
1: John. Good morning to you. What do we got coming up on your show?
10: Okay, well, we have our guest today is Mark Mallet. He's from Canada, and he is a Catholic evangelist and author, and he's a blogger um, at thenowwordblog.com. And he wrote an interesting thought piece, think piece, uh, last week on receiving communion in the hand, question mark, or, or on, the, you know, on the tongue. There's been a little bit of scuttle about all that now with uh, us returning to Mass and people who have received on the tongue or, can't, or trying to reconcile with receiving on the hand, which is permissible in our church, um, definitely part of the, uh, part of the norms. So we're going to talk about it, and he really has a real balanced approach to it. I think that is a a good thing for people, some good points for all of us to hear.
1: Okay, well, that's coming up this morning, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the evening as well, and you can check it out uh, always at iowacatholicradio.com. Catholic Women Now, Julie Nelson, Chris Magruder. Talk to you soon, Julie. Thanks, John. All right, Jim Blessman, Dr. Jim Blessman, coming up in the second half hour, friends. We're going to talk to him, get some updates on what Blessman International is doing and uh, how they are continuing to go about their life-saving work in Limpopo, South Africa. Blessman International, Dr. Jim Blessman, coming up 745 today. It is Thursday, June 18th, John Leonetti in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. One of the things that I love most about the people who support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio is they love their Catholic faith. And yes, they love their Iowa Catholic Radio. The Pew family, they've got a story on that. Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design, listeners for a long time, but serving families all across Central Iowa for a long time with outdoor landscaping and design. 493-1060, com. That's Five Naturescapes dot com Father Andrew now at today's Gospel and Reflection.
6: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus said to his disciples, in praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive others their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord That Our Father is the most important Christian prayer, because it's given to us by Jesus himself, and its importance is reflected in the fact that we recite it multiple times per day, in the Mass, Liturgy of the Hours, and Rosary, to name just a few examples. It's unique because we're privileged to refer to God in a very intimate way, then beg his forgiveness, which comes with a challenge that we might not recognize if we're not careful. It seems that forgiveness for us hinges on our forgiving others. If God is willing to forgive everyone, Who are we to not forgive others, even ourselves?
1: Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee Netty in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today here on this June 18th. Coming up, we're going to talk to Dr. Jim Blessman. He is the founder and president of Blessman International, an underwriter here of the show. And we're going to get an update on what they are doing and how they are adapting to everything going on right now, of course, in the world and still doing their life-saving work. In the Mpupo, South Africa. So we'll have Dr. Jim Blessman on here coming up here soon. All right, Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our morning to Almighty God as we pray.
2: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us.
1: Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your News and Sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. You know, it was about nine thirty last night, and I'm sitting in my comfy chair, and uh, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, you know, I I gotta go to bed. I'm I'm ready to go. And Teresa said, I'm going to bed, and so I said, all right, I'll be there in a second. And I just I rest my eyes for one minute. I just say, oh man, I'm comfortable. Well, two thirty, I wake up, end up brushing my teeth and going to bed. You ever had that, Deacon Tony? oh yeah yeah you
3: don't uh, that realize can, a, that can
2: happen at three o'clock in the yeah. afternoon
3: <laughs> you don't realize how tired you really are well he's done that on friday nights when he's performing i understand yeah. between sets that sometimes has happened and uh yeah yeah they come up
2: and to say tony you gotta go
13: on
3: you gotta go on <laughs> that's the way it works you just don't realize how tired you really are some days <laughs> i guess so john yeah. Now, I know you put a lot of energy into this book that you're writing. It's yeah. been going on for, what, three years? and uh, That's true. I know, spent
1: you, four you, and a you, half hours yesterday yeah. editing that thing, See? correcting
3: my edits from uh, my editor. So, I, yeah, I that, kind of that might have so. been it. I think it was. I mean, you're just exhausted. Of course, you've been working on that. You've talked your mom and dad into watching the kids, so you get to sit at Starbucks all day and d- doing this book. So is it about ready to be published? I mean, it's about well, a five-year
1: project. Yeah, it'll be published in September, um, and that's when it will be out. But uh, right now I I have about five editors that work with me on this. So, I mean, it's it's a team sport when it comes to writing a book because you've got to make sure everything is, is is you know as as good as it can be um but i've got uh yeah i've got the last bits now here in the next 2 days and then it will be going off to uh get formatted
3: i see well,
1: you process. might have a few more
3: nights like that where you're uh, dozing off and uh, yeah. you know, your wife goes off to bed and you're here in this uh, recliner or couch or wherever, and all of a sudden it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Those days are still coming, John, I, I think. I think so. They might be. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, best of luck uh, on the uh, the book. This will be what, number three?
1: Uh, this will be, well, kind of. I, I wrote uh, three books, and then I have another one that's just 10,000 words. So I normally don't count the 10,000-word one. That was on Mother Teresa's. So I say this is book number four.
3: I see. Well, you're uh, going right along. You know, you're going to have some sleepless nights, I guarantee it. Or see nights nights you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, you're not in bed. So <laughs> well,
1: then, it's hard to go back to sleep. So I had that.
3: It is. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, let's get right to it this morning on this Thursday morning. Uh, we have a beautiful day here from the, currently from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently Des Moines at the Mercy One studios. We have partly cloudy skies, 68 degrees. Grab those sunglasses. It's going to be a beautiful day. South, southeast winds at seven miles per hour. The humidity up there at 70% today. We will see partly sunny skies throughout the day. It'll be our warmest day of the week. High of 88 degrees. South winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. That feels like Temperature will be in the lower 90s with humidity cranking up this afternoon. Tonight, scattered showers and thunderstorms, mainly after about 9:10 o'clock here in central Iowa, they'll start uh, coming into town, high of 68 degrees. The winds will shift from the south to the north with that cold front moving through at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Then tomorrow, on your Friday, scattered showers, thunderstorms, high of 80 degrees, and that'll be the same on Saturday, the first day of summer. Scattered showers and thunderstorms, mainly in the afternoon on Saturday, high of 78 degrees. But on Father's Day on this Sunday, partly cloudy, dry, high of 81 degrees well in the news on this Thursday morning, well, the planning is done, and growing is well underway in fields across the state of Iowa. The latest Iowa crop report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture says nearly all of the corn has emerged here in the state of Iowa, and 83% is rated good to excellent condition. The report says that there are some acres of beans remaining to be planted in southwest Iowa, but planting is completed in the rest of the state. 93% of the beans have already emerged, which is almost three weeks ahead of last year and nine days ahead of of average and the soybean rating uh, shows eighty two percent are in good to excellent. Condition well. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, Dowling baseball and softball teams were in action for their second uh, uh, dates of the high school baseball and softball season. Dowling had their home opener in high school softball as uh, Lincoln and Dowling split a doubleheader in softball. Game one, Lincoln took uh, uh, defeated Dowling twelve to five, while the nightcap, Dowling defeated Lincoln four and four to one. Dowling softball team now three and one on the season. High school baseball, a game you heard right here in Iowa Catholic Radio, seventh ranked Dowling sweeping a doubleheader. From Des Moines Lincoln at Principal Park, Joe Stacey on the call last night for Iowa Catholic Radio. Game one, Dowling defeated Lincoln twelve to two. In the nightcap, the Maroons defeated Lincoln nine to 1. Dowling baseball team now 4-0 on the season. And both teams will be traveling to Mason City tomorrow night for doubleheaders beginning at 5 o'clock. Dowling at Mason City. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, partly cloudy skies, 30, 68 degrees. South-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. The humidity up there at 70%. And today we'll see partly sunny skies here in central Iowa, high of 88 degrees. South winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. That feels like temperature will be in the lower 90s later on this afternoon. It will be our warmest day of the week. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio, news, weather, and sports. On your Thursday morning, John Leonetti show. Coming up, Jimmy Olsen. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo.
0: Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
4: Still accident-free as we continue with the news this morning. At 2.35, running pretty good heading into downtown from the east and west. about seven minutes. As you're out and about today, again, just be aware of all the construction with reduced lanes and road closures. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Look at that hair.
4: Yeah, look at that hair. Look at that. <laughs> is that the longest you've ever had it? Oh, no. I've had my hair a lot longer than Really? This. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a hat on today. so you it's get, actually I know. Out. I noticed it. You going to keep it going? <laughs> Probably. Look at that. Yeah, you know, figure the whole radio thing.
1: Yeah, it looks good, man. <laughs> looks good. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Now He reminds us to take efforts to improve ourselves and live lives of heroic virtue one day at a time. Venerable Matt Talbot today. He was the son of an Irish dock worker. After a few years of education, Matt dropped out of school and became a messenger for some liquor merchants. Matt began to drink to excess and nearly 15 years lived as an extreme alcoholic in the throes of addiction, drinking every day, all day. One day, Matt admitted his weaknesses over his alcohol addiction and resolved to make a confession, attend one daily mass, and avoid alcohol entirely for three months. For the next seven years, Matt would renew his pledges to avoid alcohol, even though the temptation to drink was exceptionally difficult and it was hard to avoid former drinking locations. This was something he battled every day of his life. He began to pray as intensely as he had formerly drank, and he also tried to pay back people from whom he had borrowed or stolen throughout those 15 years. Matt joined the secular Franciscans and found work as a builder's laborer. Although not wealthy, Matt gave generously to charitable causes. He prayed the rosary daily, abstained from meat nine months of the year, and read sacred scripture and leaned on the lives of the saints. Matt died in 1925 on his way to Mass on Trinity Sunday. Fifty years later, he was given the title Venerable by Pope Paul VI. He is the patron saint of alcoholics and sobriety. Today, we ask Venerable Matt Talbot to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day. Will's in estate planning. He does all that work for you, friends. Thank you, Deacon Steve Reed, Two two four one seven seven six. 1776 That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, Dr. Jim Blessman, founder and president of Blessman International. Don't go anywhere. John Lee in the morning, right here on this June 18th. And thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Your full range of residential plumbing services in Des Moines, Iowa, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Serving Des Moines and the surrounding areas for more than two decades, Golden Rule has a firm belief that the customer always comes first, no matter what. Plumbing, heating, air conditioning services expect high-quality workmanship and professionals. GoldenRulePHC.com, thank you again for underwriting the show. That's GoldenRulePHC.com. Your Diocesan Minute is right now.
10: This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Thursday, June 18th. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins. The Catholic Charities Annual Bishop's Golf Classic will be held August 31st at Echo Valley Country Club in Norwalk. This event has been planned to be fun, yet safe, taking into account COVID-19. Proceeds benefit the programs and services of Catholic Charities. To learn more, contact Holly at 237-5027. As parishes in the metro area begin offering weekday mass, the faithful ages 5 and up are asked to wear a face mask before entering the church. You and your family will be asked to observe social distancing throughout your time in the parish. Family units must sit 6 feet away from others during mass. You're encouraged to use the hand sanitizer placed by the door when entering and exiting the building. Offertory baskets will be placed by the door for your tithing drop-off. Bishop Johnson strongly urges that you receive Holy Communion in the hands for the common good. If you're elderly, vulnerable to COVID-19, or live with someone who's vulnerable, you are encouraged to stay home. Though weekend Masses have not yet resumed in the metro area, the Sunday Mass obligation remains suspended. For those who do not attend Mass know that God's infinite grace and mercy remain abundantly available. Find more resources on liturgical guidelines on the Diocese of Des Moines website. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins.
4: You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com.
12: You see, I don't care.
2: Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at CindySchulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health
11: insurance.
1: Thursday, June 18th. Thanks for sticking around here. John Leonetti in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show each and every day. I know many of you. Let's go to our next guest of the day. Founder president of Blessman International, Dr. Jim Blessman, joins me back on the show. Hello, Doctor. Good morning, John. It's been too long. It's It's been too long. It's good to have you on here with us. Uh, Last time we spoke, there was a lot of things that I could feel it, I could hear it in your voice. Uh, re- really, doctor, I mean, the pain that it was for you to have to come back, of course, from South Africa, Limpopo, where you uh, reside most of the year. And, uh, of course, many of the families still suffering there. What, has anything changed since the last time we spoke? Uh,
8: yes, it's changed all around the world, as we're all aware. Uh, the virus is just creating havoc. It's It's not so much the health concerns, but the lockdown. Uh, children are literally starving in South Africa right now because of uh, difficulty getting food to them. There's plenty of food in South Africa, but distributing it to them has been difficult. So we're really struggling and working extra hard to feed families and children
1: right now. What are ways you're doing that, Doctor?
8: Well, for many, many years, uh, Meals from the Heartland in West Des Moines has been a great help to us in Convoy of Hope and we import uh, rice packets of food that we feed the children with. And one of the reasons I wanted to be with you today is Meals from the Heartland in in Iowa is currently struggling because of the social distancing. They haven't been able to have enough packaging events. So their food stores are, are low, and when we call and ask for more food for our children in South Africa, they have to tell us we have to wait because we haven't been packaging. So we want to get together with Iowans and uh, create uh, some food packaging events. We have two scheduled. Uh, One is next Thursday, July 25th at 6 to 8 in the evening. And a second packaging event will be July 11th on a Saturday morning, 9 to 11. Uh, Because of social isolating, uh, uh, people need to email us. And let us know they're interested. We can only have 45 people at these events. But if your listeners would email Annie, A-N-N-I-E, at Blessman Blessman International, uh, they can sign up for these packaging events. There's no cost, and they can be a great aid to our children in South Africa.
1: And for those that might be a little concerned about the social distancing and how that works, I'm assuming everyone will be six feet apart and, and things will be safe.
8: Yes, that's why we can only have 45, and they'll follow all the appropriate guidelines that Governor Reynolds is asking us
1: to do. Uh,
8: So we'd really appreciate help. If people cannot volunteer, you can always donate funds uh, to us uh, to help us with our feeding program, and you would do that through our website, blessmaninternational.org.
1: Now, you said people are starving there in South Africa, literally, because of the, the lockdowns there. They're not, you're not able to get the food to them. Is there any way that the, your help over there is able to get food or the packets to them at all? Or, or is this just something that, uh, you know, it has to wait?
8: There is a way, but it's so much smaller than what we were doing before the lockdown. Hmm. Before the lockdown, we were feeding 20,000 children every week in various feeding centers. And during the lockdown, all the schools have been closed, and that's where kids would traditionally get a meal, and in our feeding center, so those are all closed. But we have partnered with the Rotary there and the Mokopani Hospital, and we are delivering food packets to the most needy families. Earlier this week, we delivered 50 food packets to families, and each food packet would feed a family of six for a month. Uh, so we're making progress, but it's uh, it's such a... a small drop on a big ocean of need.
1: You know, uh, doctor with us most of us 99.99% of people that are listening to this show right now have never had to worry about that where their next food uh, meal is going to come from, you know. And I was I was thinking about this the other day just you know frustration and difficulty and, and then I think to myself, John, you're going, you're driving home for dinner right now and you're going to have a nice <laughs> meal. Like what what in the world are you doing? You know, get over it. Uh and, and I just I can't imagine it, but you take people over there, and I know that's going to that's gonna ramp up again. That's going to happen. You take people over there, and it kind of opens their eyes, doesn't it? Oh, it does.
8: In fact, that's been such a blessing to our ministry, for people to actually come to South Africa and feel and experience and see what's going on there, and then when they get back home, uh, they become such strong supporters of helping us help the children in South Africa, and we do want to Get back, uh, taking people to South Africa again as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I, I think that'll happen. Dr. Jim Blessman, uh, you can vi- uh, not visit, but you can email Annie A-N-N-I-E at org, friends. A-N-N-I-E at blessmaninternational.org if you would like to take place uh, in that event, those packing events for Meals from the Heartland. Um, that would be something I think very important. They can only do 45. All the precautions will be uh, taken there, and uh, social distancing distancing And of course, six feet away. But this is, when I say life-saving work, this is one of those small ways, friends, that if you've been looking to do a little bit more, maybe the coronavirus has uh, given you maybe a a time to sit back and reflect and say, I need to do a little bit more in my community. This is one of those ways to be able to do it. Doctor, thanks for coming on as always, man. Always appreciate it. And I can't wait till you're, I can't wait to talk to you again when you're in South Africa. Oh, that'll be great. Yes, yes it will. (laughs) Thanks, John. I appreciate you and Captain Radio. Thank you, Dr. Jim Blessman, everyone. And I can't wait to do that, friends, because then I'll know they're back doing the work that they were doing for those 20,000 people and those families a week. That's why I can't wait, and I know he can't either. Well, good stuff today, friends. Thank you so much for, uh, for being a part of it. I, 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 let me just say one more time Annie at BlessmanInternational.org because friends I want you to, to do your, your best to be able to, uh, to help with that great event alright Deacon Tony Valdez would you give us your blessing
2: Heavenly Father protector of all who hope in you bless your people keep them safe defend them prepare them that free from sin and safe from the enemy they may persevere always in your love in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the
1: Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
2: So
12: living water flowing through. God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know. Father's heart Into the world we're reaching out to show them who you are So live and